You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode six, with me, Ashley Pardo. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, your body, your body image, and your mind, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show is meant to inspire you and make you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Today I'm going to be talking about Thanksgiving and the holidays and gratitude just because it goes along with Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday. It has to do with the food, the togetherness, but this is a really stressful time for a lot of people. And the reason I want to talk about it is because this used to be me. I used to be a binger who was very extreme with their food, who would just go totally overboard during the holidays. And we'll get into that and we'll get into some strategies and the mindset that you need in order to feel good throughout this entire holiday season. That really is what it's about, right? It's really just about feeling good the whole time and reaching the new year, just feeling awesome in your body, which in turn makes you feel awesome in your head a lot of the time, at least that's the case for me. And I know it's probably the case for lots of you out there. The overall message that I want to come across in this episode is that we should not abandon the habits that we work so hard to cultivate and maintain. Every day requires us to show up continuously and start anew, and we shouldn't abandon the habits that make us feel amazing, and that includes moving. We should still move throughout this entire holiday season. Yeah, we might not feel as great, but If we have a loving discipline around still continuing to move, still continuing to maintain those habits that give us a sense of well-being and vitality, then the whole thing will be a lot easier and you won't get to the first of the year like, what the F did I just do to myself? And I only know that because that was me for most of my life. And like I've mentioned many times, and I actually wrote a whole blog post about all of these topics and the strategies and the things that we go through during this time and how stressful it can be. You can find that on my blog. I'll link to it in the show notes, but it's called how to feel good during the holidays. So you can visit ashleypardo.com and just search for that post or visit the show notes. I hope that you all enjoyed the episode last week with my friend, Chris. He is so smart when it comes to so many of these subjects, especially around mindset. I definitely want to bring him on again to talk about this, Um, you know, just the different things that have to do with developing that strong mindset that you need in order to build a sustainable relationship with food and your body, and maybe even to get into a little bit more of like the fitness portion of things, because I've noticed that for myself, I kind of talked about this this week on Instagram that I've totally changed the way that I work out. I still have a focus on strength, but I feel like really, 
I just said it, but focusing on strength is really the way to go. And that's kind of what I'm learning. And maybe I'll bring him on again soon to kind of break that down and the whys and everything. Before I get into the episode, though, I want to give you the housekeeping again. Um, Just so you know, all the show notes for this episode can be found at ashleypardo.com, which is my website. If you just go to the blog portion, you'll see all of them are housed there. Uh, You can also sign up for my newsletter, which I send out every Thursday. You can do that right on the website. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me on or at Ashley K. Pardo, the same on Twitter and on Facebook. And also, I love doing Q&A episodes. I'm here for you guys to just be a beacon of... I don't want to say a beacon of knowledge, but like, you know, to just be a source of inspiration for you so that, you know, you don't have to go through a lot of the things that I went through. And I really am so passionate about teaching and talking about all of this stuff. So if you have a question for the podcast, please send them to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com so I can organize them and get them together. You can always, you know, DM me on Instagram or send me a message um, on Facebook But I would really love it if you could send an email to the podcast. And of course, please subscribe and rate and review the podcast. In order to rate and review it, you actually have to go into your phone. And even if you're subscribed already, you have to go into the phone to your podcast app, the purple one, um, and search for the podcast again, you search for hard food podcast, and then you click on that. And then you can leave a rating and review. I don't know why it's so confusing, but I wanted to mention it again, because I really want the show to get exposure. And that's a huge way that the show gets exposure. Um, All right, so let's get into the episode now. I have been into gratitude for definitely the last several years. And I've really noticed the impact of my life. I mean, it's kind of like an arbitrary term now, I think, because that's kind of where everybody goes automatically. They're like, gratitude, let's just be grateful. But what does that actually mean? And what are the tools that we can use in our lives in order to use this practice for good and so that it can have a spillover into every other area of our life? And what I think, you know, the reason I think gratitude is so important is because I think gratitude gratitude creates presence. It creates a way and it's a tool for you to ground yourself in this moment. A lot of us, and this was even me and still, this is me sometimes, we grasp for things that we think will make us happy. So we're like, you know, <clears throat> let me get this car or let me get this promotion or this boyfriend or this house or whatever. And we're always like wanting the next thing. I know that for me, for like most of my life, that was me. I just always like nothing was ever good enough ever. It was like, once I got something, then, okay, what's the next thing that I can get? What's the next article of clothing? What's the next electronic? And like, honestly, our society perpetuates this notion because we're constantly being marketed to and sold to that we need this new thing. And it was really enlightening for me to see that like, it's never going to end. Like if I keep thinking this way and keep wanting more things and 
more success and more money. And while that's not bad, obviously we all want that. But like the funny thing is that if we root ourselves in gratitude, those things naturally come to us instead of us fighting for them and forcing for them and just constantly wanting and grasping and basically depending on something external to make us okay. That's like the bottom line. So if we can say, okay, what do I have right now in this moment? And there's so many ways that you can do this. You can, I'm a really big fan of the morning pages by Julia Cameron. She wrote a book called the artist's way. And I've been putting the practices in that book into my life for years. And the fundamental practice is something that she calls the morning pages where you sit down every morning and you write down, it's kind of like a brain dump. And I think of it like getting the cobwebs out of your brain. So you just do a dump. Um, okay. (laughs) I'm thinking of the other type of dump now and laughing. Um, you do a, like a word dump onto the pages, handwriting, which is really important. It's easier to type it, but I feel like the brain processes things differently if you handwrite them. So, she suggests three pages, which is a lot. It probably takes, it would take me like 45 minutes to do that. And I just write down things that I'm grateful for and things that I appreciate because, and that's important. It's, it can be the same thing every day. It could be, you know, I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for my awesome boyfriend. Um, I'm grateful for the fact that my parents are alive. Like, but, um, so yeah, that that kind of cre- that energy that you bring with that feeling of gratitude is attractive. And when you foster that feeling of constant gratitude again, whether it's in the morning pages, whether you do it in your meditation, even if like you're at the grocery store in line just sitting there instead of being on your phone, just like think to yourself I'm grateful right now for my feet on the floor, for the fact that I can buy groceries. And I think that this is something that's more important right now, just because we see so much like destruction and disaster and really horrible things happening in the world. If we're rooted, if we're rooted, (laughs) I tried to mix rooted in gratitude. If we're rooted in gratitude, then it, again, really roots us down and it really gives us that presence. Like, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. Maybe you won't say that, but it's just a way to create that feeling. And I used to be a big complainer and a big, like, I was just rooted in negativity. And like, all I could do was complain about stuff. And it, it wouldn't even matter. Like, I always had a great life that doesn't matter. Like the circumstances in your life don't matter. Obviously some are very, very difficult. And you find too, that when people go through difficult things, it's easier for them to be grateful. And so when I would, you know, constantly be complaining to my mom, she would tell me you have legs. Those three. Wow. That was really heavy breathing. She, she would say those three simple words and that was all, I'm like, my legs? What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, people out there are going through a lot of stuff that you thankfully don't have to deal with right now. So like, you have legs, you have arms, you have a body. 
So that mantra is something that I repeat to myself when I see myself, you know, beginning to spin into like something to complain about or something that I want to be negative about. As a side note too, like I don't think that feeling, you know, those the onset of those emotions ever really goes away. I don't think you ever become enlightened enough to not feel any sort of negativity or whatever. But the important thing is that like you can see it there and be like, oh, hey, what's up? Negativity. You're not going to take over my day today. You're not going to, I'm not going to allow you to spiral me down into the downward spiral that so many of us go to. So now I just kind of catch it and it's really it's really changed my life like big time. It's brought things into my life. It's brought people into my life. It just makes me so much happier to just be like, I don't, I, I have everything I need. And if you don't have everything you need right now, be grateful for what you do have because we all have something. And Thanksgiving is a time where I'm like extra reminded of that. The whole energy of that day, I mean, for me, it's always been my favorite holiday, but the energy of that day, I can like feel the energy of the gratitude in the air. It just feels so good. Um, So I just think it's really important to, you know, bring that energy and that positivity and that gratitude into your life as a tool to get yourself out of the downward spiral, to realize what you have. And then you'll see that once you're happy with what you have and you're happy now, no matter what, you'll see that those things will come to you easier instead of forcing them. And that could be with a job or a new client or success or money or a partner. That's something that I see a lot. People will tell me like, you know, that they're, or I'll notice that they're grasping for a new partner or somebody to love them. But if they just stay steeped in gratitude and love for themselves and they're just like cool by themselves, then the partner comes like by default and by accident, not by wanting. So attract the things that you want in your life by being grateful, by holding that energy, by not beating yourself up when you have negative emotions. They can just be like Susan David, the author of this book, Emotional Agility, has a really amazing quote in that book where it's like, emotions are data, not directions. So we don't have to follow them. We don't have to take them and think that they're like a death sentence or a life sentence or whatever. It's just data. It's just like, all right, I'm feeling this and I have control over my emotions and I can shift this right now to be happy. So that's why I love Thanksgiving and the holidays overall. I love this time of year, but it wasn't always like that. I would wake up on January 1st, 10 pounds heavier than I did when I entered it and feeling like shit and being so regretful of the damage that I did, you know, to my body and subsequently to my mind because I was always on that all or nothing mentality where I was like, okay, uh, it's, you know, I'm going to restrict, 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 be hungry and like, not just normal hungry, because I think you should go into this meal, like really hungry, but not like starving yourself type of hungry where then you're going to binge. Um, that's, that was always my mindset. And I simultaneously loved and dreaded the holidays because of that. And it's not like that for me anymore. And it's been several years now where I don't binge 
on the holidays ever. And there's a lot of things that went into that. The first thing is practice, (laughs) practicing the tools that I talk about to you guys and really being vigilant about implementing them into my life, not just like talking about them, but actually doing it. And in the beginning, it, it can be really hard, but the point is to have a consistent and amazing relationship with food at all times. So it can be kind of nuts that you, when you think about like during the holiday season, there's really only three or four days that are holidays. We have Thanksgiving, we have Noche Buena, which for me, I'm Latin. So we do Christmas Eve, we call it Noche Buena. That's like the bigger celebration for us. And then we have Christmas Day and then New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So that's five, five days in a six week period that turns into like straight up debauchery with food and alcohol. And, you know, that would be great if those things didn't have an effect on our bodies and our minds. But the truth is that they do for a lot of us. So we take those days and we turn them into like this fest where we're just like, whatever, I'm off the rails. So I'm just going to wait until January 1st. And that's not the, that's all a mentality thing. That's a mentality of like, you know, short-term gratification and um, it's just, you're still in that black and white cycle as opposed to living in the gray, living every day the same. Obviously, maybe you might eat a little more on those holidays because foods are present that you love, that you don't get to, that you're not exposed to all year. But, um, you know, the the way that we eat on a day-to-day basis, especially like the amount that we eat and the degree to which we are willing to overeat, which just makes us feel like shit, doesn't it? I used to think like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to eat as much as I want. And then afterwards you're like, whoa, now I actually like don't feel good physically. So, I mean, I still do that with my eyes. I still like look at food sometimes and I'm like, man, I want to eat all of that. But then I, you know, I make the um, the promise to myself that no matter what I eat, I'm going to be mindful and I'm going to listen to my body. And the body does say at some point, like, Hey, (laughs) you know, this might be a little bit too much right now. It tells you, but we don't listen. We think like, Oh, it's Thanksgiving. It's okay. So I think the first thing is to still in those days in between the holidays, you should still, I don't want to say should, But, um, you know, try to just view it as another normal day because it is, you know, we take Thanksgiving and then we have leftovers for like a week and then we think that, and that's okay if you want to do that too. But the thing is that we take those things and then we use it as, as an excuse to just continue eating that way for weeks. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. Like And the way that I do that is by really focusing or the way that I, you know, try to kind of enjoy the day more is by, um, the way that I try to enjoy the day more is by making that day just really special and being mindful that whole day. And what, and the funny thing is that once you do that, you kind of realize that It is about the food, but at the same time, it's really not all about the food. What's important about that day is being with your family and being with your loved ones and being with 
everybody together at the same. It's really about the people and it's about the connection and the love. And of course, the food's amazing. I'm obsessed with my Thanksgiving food. Um, I don't cook uh, on Thanksgiving. I make a dessert or two. Um, but we always go to my aunt's house. She lives in Jupiter, Florida, and my family is just uh, an entourage of incredible from scratch cooks. I've said before, like some one time somebody brought like a store-bought pie and my aunt was like, um, or even like everybody's like, what are you doing? This does not belong here. So it's just a time that we really bring the A game in terms of like cooking and making things like with good ingredients from scratch that are just really good. So I'm thankful that I don't have to cook that day, but it's really about the people that you surround yourself with. And, and once you see that, and then the food, of course, is still special, but it's not this like, oh my God, I have to eat all of it. I have to just go off the rails because it's never going to be here. We're going to, I'm going to give you guys a few strategies that you can kind of implement in order to, to see this. And the first thing is to have awareness, keep an awareness for how you want to feel and how you want to go into this and just have an intention. Like I want to enjoy myself. I still want to eat the foods that I love. I don't think that this is a time for like a whole 30 or a diet. Enjoy yourself on Thanksgiving. Eat the foods that you want to eat that won't like completely wreck you. I still have some boundaries around the food that I'll eat. Um, but, you know, eat things that you wouldn't eat every day. But the so and really keep that awareness. And one of the reasons that I think that we think that we need to binge is because we have a FOMO around food and the holidays. We think like, oh my God, this thing is going to, it's only going to be here now. So we have like a really scarce um, mindset when it comes to the food because we think this is the only time we're ever going to eat it. And oh my God, so I have to eat as much of it as I can. But the thing is, if you really enjoy a food and you really love it, wouldn't you take your time with it? Wouldn't you be super mindful? Wouldn't you enjoy every single bite? And when we eat with that intention and with that mentality, then it is so much easier to listen to our bodies at the same time. I'm not sure if that makes sense. It didn't, it was hard for me to grasp at the beginning, but, or when I first started this work a long time ago, but if we're really mindful with something and we love it, we're not erratic with it. And we're, we don't have, we don't come to it with like a frustrated or like scared energy. We can just be relaxed about it. And I love this food and I'm going to enjoy it. And enjoying doesn't mean going overboard. I really want to emphasize that, that enjoying your food and enjoying this time doesn't mean that you need to um, overindulge in a way that makes you feel like shit. That's just the overlying message. So we have this FOMO and we think that we need a surplus of the food. But the truth is like, let's really break this down and evaluate it. Like, can you really only have it once a year? Not saying that you're going to make the food any other time of year, but like, is that really true? Like you could probably make it if you wanted to. You could probably ask the person who made it for the recipe or ask them to make it again. So once we kind of eliminate that uh, idea that this is the only time we're ever going to, like, that's not really true. So once we see that, we can relax around it. It's like, it's just this food and it might be super special. I totally understand the importance of food and the stories around food and the nostalgia and the symbolism and the meanings of certain foods. 
But if we just kind of see it for what it is, it's just a food. So, and again, this goes with the the dieting mentality as well, where there are periods of on and off, where it tricks people into extremes of overeating and restricting. So when you go into the day, I really want you to have a mindset of allowance. Everything is allowed. You can have anything you want that day. Don't put any sort of restrictions like can't have sugar, can't have this, can't have that, can't, you know, really open your mind and say, you know what, I'm going to eat whatever I want today. I might choose to not eat certain things. I might choose to not eat too much of a certain thing because those things don't make me feel good. But that's a more empowered choice. Instead of saying, you know, instead of having like this diet mentality where I'm like, I can't have it, can't you can have anything, but really come from that empowered place as your, um, as your, what am I trying to say? Like as your foundation come from that empowered place. And once we do that, the food kind of loses its charge. It loses that sex in it. Like it's just food. It might be so special. And I, again, I totally get that, but it's really just food. And again, remember to honor your feelings of hunger and fullness and be, make a promise to yourself to stay mindful because that's really important too. The next thing is evaluating what's worth it. So we all have certain foods that we love around the holidays. For me, my aunt makes this amazing cranberry sauce. It's not a healthy cranberry sauce at all. The recipes on my blog, if you want to check it out, it is so good. It has two cups of sugar in the recipe. It has walnuts. It has dried fruit. It has ginger and spices and orange zest. It's just incredible. And that is my favorite Thanksgiving food is that cranberry sauce. I could just eat it on the turkey, eat it with my sweet potatoes, even with mashed potatoes. Like I don't discriminate what I'm putting this cranberry. I'll eat it like from my spoon. I don't care. I love this sauce. My mom makes these peas with bacon and heavy cream and fried leeks. They're so good. One of my other favorite things is the stuffing that my aunt makes that I don't eat anymore because I'm, I've been gluten-free for four years. So that's an example right there of like, I would love to eat it, but I'm not going to eat it right now because it, it won't make me feel awesome. Like it really won't make me feel good. So the other foods like kind of don't make me feel good, but I can kind of tolerate it, you know, but the gluten makes me feel in a way that I'm not willing to tolerate the pain that it gives my stomach. So like, those are the things that are really worth it to me. I'm like, okay, with the turkey, um, we have a ham that I really like, but really evaluate, like, what is the thing that I really, really want? What's the thing that I'm really special, that's so special to me? So when you get to like the buffet or whatever you're going to be at, evaluate what's going to be worth it to you. Like I said, I love that stuffing, but it's just not worth it to eat it for me and plan ahead. Not necessarily like obsessively, but just plan like, I really love those sweet potatoes or I really love whatever it is. And then say what you don't really like. Like, what are the things that are just like, meh? Like you can just say like, hey, I don't want that. Like, that's totally okay. That's all you have to say is no, thank you. I'm not going to eat that right now. Um, 
and that's it. Like, it doesn't have to be this debate. You don't have to worry about hurting somebody's feelings or whatever. Uh, chances are they won't notice. But just think about what's really worth it to you and think about what isn't worth it and kind of eat accordingly. The other thing, another tool that I use or that I have realized at some point is the law of diminishing returns and just paying attention as I eat. So staying with myself as I'm eating and the law of diminishing returns basically states that like for every bite or in this case it's bites. So like the first bite that you take of something is going to be incredible. The next bite will be good, but not as good. And then as you continue going, the taste or the flavor becomes not worth it anymore because the pleasure diminishes as you go. So just keep that in mind. And that really helps me with being mindful because then I can pay super close attention as I'm eating and I can close my eyes, which like that's like the ultimate test, right? Of whether things are really delicious or not. Um, And just really pay attention to that food and don't let it slide by. Make sure that you're there. So many times that we eat, we eat something that we've thought about for months and then we're like, wait, where to go? (laughs) Like, that's it? Like, I missed the whole experience. So that gets, um, you know, you can fix that by just being present, like being so vigilant about your presence, not in a mean way, in a really gentle way, just being like, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this right now. I'm going to get straight up romantic with my food. So give it your full attention. Try not to be in a state of anxiety that comes from allowing and not going into this day with a restricted mindset. Um, So that's really, really, really important too. Another thing is there's the social factor here. And two episodes ago in episode three, I'm a Q&A episode, I kind of talked about how to navigate certain social situations and it can be very easy. And this goes along with, I guess, like the parties and the gatherings that happen throughout the whole month of December and even in November too. And of course, it's really easy to stick to the way that we want to eat if we're at our home and we just stay in that bubble, of course, but like that's not life. That's not real life. And if, unless you have like a, you know, a condition or something, or you're like super allergic to your food, which I totally understand. I had a time period where I had to be like that too. Um, But I hear from so many people that say they can't stick with the way that they want to eat because of the people around them, the social gatherings, and the pressure. And yes, this is very hard to navigate, especially around the holidays. Because like, let's say your grandma makes, you know, potatoes and pie and stuffing and sweet potato and threatens you and says, if you don't eat these, you don't love me. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> that really, and, and it actually has nothing to do with your love for your grandma if you're eating her stuff or not it really has nothing to do with it. So again, this is really putting a focus on that social connection, loving one another, and realizing it's really not about the food. So, and if you go through this, you can bring something that you really, really, really want to eat. You you talk to your host and say like, you know, if this is a case that you're going somewhere where like you don't know what's going to be served, or you might have food allergies or intolerances, um, talk to the host, see if you can bring something. 
Um, see if your host can accommodate you. And just the whole time, I'm so passionate about this because I did not used to be this way when maybe five years ago I started realizing that all foods did not agree with me. I used to be like very meek and like, I'm sorry that I have like all these things that make my stomach feel bad. But when you do that, you are putting the other person's um, the other person's uh, happiness or their well-being in front of your own. So just think about that. And we should really be putting ourselves first at all times when we, you know, I really think it's at all times, but I'm selfish. Um, and I'm not willing to feel like crap because of food. I'm just not willing to do it anymore. And for so long I was, and that has to do with the food itself. That has to do with how much of it I eat. And that also has to do with eating things that I know won't work for me, that will leave me in pain. If somebody makes me one of those things and I say, no, you can do it in a really polite way. You don't have to be like, I'm not going to eat your food. You could just, (laughs) you can just be like, no, thank you. You can be very polite and very um, just kind about it. You, you, and you don't really have to elaborate. And if you're honest with people, like for example, last year, I was not with my family for Thanksgiving. I was with my boyfriend's family and his family is amazing with all of my food intolerances and everything. And his mom was going to make some, or she made some potatoes and she added like a non-dairy milk to the potatoes so that I could have them. And that was so sweet. And I think that 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 should be the goal to have those types of people in your life. And thankfully, it's always been like that from the get-go because my boyfriend and his family really support me and they um, are just really kind about it. And it, it's really not a big deal. So be honest and be kind as you do that. Let's talk about the game day plan of what's going to happen on these holidays. The thing that I don't want you to do is to starve yourself for like days or even like one day because then you're going to get to the meal and you're going to binge and that's not going to leave you feeling well because Thanksgiving foods are very heavy and if you binge on them, it's not going to be good. So, you know, maybe eat a little bit lighter during the day, depending on like when your meal is, if it's like at noon or something, maybe you could just have a small breakfast, definitely have some protein in there. Um, and maybe like some fruits or whatever, but maybe just eat something lighter. My Thanksgiving is usually around five. So I'll have like a normal size breakfast and then I'll maybe have a snack and then I'll get to my aunt's house at like three. And then I'm just like two, um, being, you know, like too into being social to like think about like a lot of snacking or whatever. So that's what I do. It's like, just maybe eat a little lighter, but don't get so extreme with it. Cause with, once you go extreme in one direction, you're going to go extreme in the other direction. So remember, just live in that gray area, live in that comfortable zone. We can stay in that comfortable zone at all times throughout the entire holidays. And It is hard sometimes because, again, it requires saying no to certain foods or whatever, but it is totally possible. And trust me, if I could do it, you can do it. Another thing is, like I kind of mentioned them before, are the leftovers. And I used to eat leftovers for like 
10 days. Okay, that might be an exaggeration because what food lasts for 10 days? But I used to eat them. It's like, well, well, as long as this food's here, I'm just going to continue eating it. And it doesn't matter if I'm full. Like I remember one time I made this pumpkin cheesecake that was so good. America's Test Kitchen recipe. Um, And I ate that thing till I was sick for like, I don't know, maybe four or five days afterwards. And it's like, I know a lot of people do that, but what does this come down to again? Awareness, kindness, feeling good. And that's it. I also think about like my future self when it comes to my food choices. Again, I'm pretty relaxed around Thanksgiving. I'll eat like I normally don't eat cheese, but I will eat some dairy on Thanksgiving. And I always think of like my future self, like how am I going to feel in three hours after I eat this or after I eat this quantity? Um, and that's kind of a good tool to to think about um, as you go into the meal and everything. Another big part is alcohol. And I mean, alcohol flows during this whole time. And, you know, that's great. But alcohol really does, not that it's necessarily great. It, it is what it is. And some people will drink the entire time. But the thing is, if you add alcohol to an already really heavy meal with a lot of sweets and lots of um, just really heavy stuff, then, you know, it just is very, it's going to be very hard for you. Well, it's going to be easier for you to overindulge and everything because once I have three drinks, I'm like, fuck it, (laughs) you know, um, not so much anymore, but I definitely used to be that way. Then you wake up hungover the next day and then you want to eat a bunch of crap again. You don't move. So really be deliberate about your alcohol intake throughout this whole holiday season. I don't even know if I'm going to like, I don't drink for the most part, but I do drink sometimes very rarely. I don't even know if I'm going to drink on Thanksgiving. It'll depend on like how I'm feeling and what, maybe I'll have like one glass of wine, maybe one or two. And then I definitely drink on like Christmas Eve and Christmas, maybe just one or two glasses of wine. And that's it. Maybe even not on New Year's. Like I didn't drink on New Year's last year. Um, so, and even if I go to, I go to holiday parties, but I don't drink at them. And I never thought that I could do that. I always thought those people were boring and they didn't know how to live life. But now that I've kind of committed myself to feeling amazing and feeling amazing all the time, I've, I spent so, so much of my life being affected by alcohol and just drinking as much as I wanted to whenever I wanted to. And it really had a negative effect. I've seen, uh, I kind of had an Instagram story about this and I wrote a couple newsletters about alcohol, but the greatest thing that I've done for my health and just the way that I feel overall is cutting out alcohol for the most part. Um, I do love wine and I studied wine and I, you know, took care of grapes when I was in Italy. So like, I love the whole social factor. I love like, I don't know, I just love wine, but I really am deliberate about when I drink it and what type of wine I'll drink. I won't just drink any wine because it's just not worth it most of the time. So like, if there's this really nice wine that I want to drink, of course, I'll have some but just be really deliberate and uh, aware around your alcohol intake. Another thing that I didn't really talk about just kind of for the day of 
really quick is to try to get some movement in that day. I have been sharing more recently about my movement practice and I'm really committed to my movement just because it has such an amazing impact on my life. And I talked about that in that Q&A episode a couple, um, in episode three, but, um, I definitely move that day because that will give you that good feeling that you get from movement. And then you can head into the day like that. Um, and then for the meal, try to load up when you begin. I don't know why I didn't say this before. Sorry guys. But when you get to that meal, load up on some proteins. Uh, if you can, maybe a handful, not a handful, but like the palm of your hand, that's like a serving size for proteins and have some of that. Maybe have some vegetables and some salad. Try to get your greens and your protein in first and then go for the other stuff. Um, that's just a personal preference of mine. I find it kind of helps me, but obviously Thanksgiving is all about the starches. So, you know, do what you want when it comes to that. That's just what I personally do. And I think that's it for this episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed some of these strategies. I hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving and that you enjoy yourself and that you allow all foods that you eat what you want, that you evaluate what's worth it, that you're super aware during the whole thing. And remember that you don't have to feel bad during the holiday season. This is a time that's meant to be enjoyed and savored and filled with love. Like sounds so corny, but it's true. So don't let the way that you feel kind of ruin your experience. And especially if you're sensitive, I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are sensitive And if you're sensitive and a highly sensitive person, the food that we eat, the alcohol, especially the sugar and stuff, that all affects us way more. So I know that before I would just like be in a haze the whole time of alcohol and sugar and all these starches every single day. And I just didn't feel good. Like it would be okay or um, it wouldn't be as bad if I didn't feel, but I just, if I didn't feel bad, but I just felt like crap the whole time. And I don't want that for you because it doesn't have to be that way. And honestly, the less that we have now, don't take this to me and I'm saying to restrict because I'm not, but the less that we have certain foods, maybe those foods that only show up during Thanksgiving, the more special they are. So if we can really approach the day with that sort of specialness and that gratitude, it just makes such a huge difference. And pay attention to your family too, because once you get into that groove where you're talking and laughing and playing games, that's what we do um, in my whole family. And, you know, I'm honestly not really thinking about the food that much. Like I might be if I'm hungry, which then of course um, I do get very hangry. Don't ask my boyfriend about that. Um, But you kind of, you realize it's not about that. And I really want to emphasize that. So wishing all of you the absolute best and hope you have a great, so this is going to air on a Tuesday. Okay. This is a weird outro. (laughs) I'm getting super awkward. I'm by myself right now, but, um, yeah. Hope you guys just have a great time. Enjoy, savor it all. And remember, You're an empowered person who can make empowered decisions. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, please visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. 
If you like the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.